Locked On Giants, your daily New York Giants podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, New York Giant fans, and welcome to another edition of Locked On Giants, part of the Locked On Podcast family, your team every day. Patricia Trainer here with you on a Wednesday, and it is one day after Taggy Day. That's right, clever uh, playoff words. The NFL franchise and transition tag period opened yesterday on Tuesday when we had our Twitter Tuesday. And um, the teams have until, I believe, March 3rd to decide whether or not to, um, to, to place a tag on a player. And I'm not expecting any tag activity to happen until we get closer to that deadline. Really, you know, once a team places a tag on a player, um, if that player should sign before the tag period ends, that's it. They can't use the tag again. So I'm not counting on, uh, you know, the Giants making a decision on the tag until we get closer to the March 3rd uh, deadline date, which is uh, going to be a week from today, actually. So I do want to talk a little bit about that. Um, to, the theme of today's show, by the way, is going to be a grab bag. So we'll just touch upon different topics and whatnot. But I do want to talk a little bit about the tag as uh, it's going to apply to Leonard Williams, who I believe is going to be the top candidate on the Giants, probably the only candidate to get that franchise tag. Now, Leonard Williams... Um, I do believe that he will sign a long-term deal with the Giants. As I've noted in the past, last year there were a number of factors that just to me said that they weren't going to get the deal done. And uh, some of those factors included, you know, how would he fare with this new coaching staff? Um, you know, what kind of stats would he have? How would he be utilized in the defense? We got the answers to all that this past year. And obviously both sides, I think, were very happy with how the other responded to the challenges and, and whatnot uh, that each side presented. So I think the two sides are going to get this done. If I had to take a guess as to what Williams is going to end up averaging, my guess would be it is he'll probably average somewhere in that 19 million per year range. And that includes, you know, base, his prorated salary, the whole nine yards. Um, they call that APY. And on Giants Country, I actually will have an article, an updated article about Leonard Williams and Dalvin Tomlinson, who I'm going to talk about in the next segment and how I think there is a way, it's a slim way, mind you, but I think there is a way for the Giants to be able to afford both of them. And I will explain that later on in the show. But let me just stick with Leonard Williams here for a moment, if I could. Um, Leonard Williams, if he is tagged, and again, I do expect him to be tagged, he will be due a 20% raise from what he earned last year. So last year, I think his, his number was something about 16.1 million or something like that. So he'll be owed a 20% raise if he is tagged. And um, that would put his number probably just shy of 20 million. So around 19.4, 19.4, I would think. Now, for those, you know, just to be clear, for, for, for those of you who um, aren't familiar with the cap, when the Giants ultimately get him signed to a new deal they do not have to uh guarantee him a 20 percent raise you know he's going to get 
a, a much bigger deal than what he what he got pre- previously. Uh, the twenty percent only kicks in when you're tagging a guy two years in a row. So I don't anticipate that you know they'll, they'll tag him two years in a row, but I don't anticipate the Giants are going to say, okay, now we've got to pay you twenty percent of what you earned last year automatically. I think that's all going to work in. And I presented a contract scenario, and again, this is going to be on Giants Country, uh, probably around noontime. I should have it up, the article up. Um, I presented a scenario where I believe the Giants can get Leonard Williams' first-year cap number well under $10 million a year. So if they could pull that off, that will actually help them. And I'll explain why in the next segment. But, um, you know, th- there's, a, there's a few things, just to back up a little bit, a few things that I look at when I do my mock contracts. And that is, you know, there's some, some rules that, it, that you, you know, NFL teams tend, tend to do, especially with guys getting their second contract. Number one, a lot of times you don't want to lock a guy up for more than five years if, if you can help it. I think right now the, the, the wave, if you will, is three to four year deals. And the reason for that is simple. You don't want to sign a guy to a seven year deal. And then after three years, he realizes that he's underpaid and he has basically outgrown that deal or vice versa. So. Teams are, are signing guys to shorter contracts. And then here's the other thing. With the salary cap and the prorated signing bonus, you can't extend that more than five years anyway. So if you sign a player to a six-year deal, for example, you can only spread the signing bonus out for five years. That's that's written in the, the CBA. So there's really no benefit to teams to sign guys to longer term deals, unless you're talking about a quarterback. That's, that's a, a little bit different story. But, you know, to me, you, you go with three to four years. Sometimes you can push a, f- a fifth year, but, you know, kind of make it like what we call a dummy year, where it's just to help with the, the uh, signing bonus. If you give it a guy a big signing bonus, um, that having that fifth year or that dummy year will help you with spreading it out while, giving you maximum cap relief if you decide to get out of the contract. So my guess for Leonard Williams is he's going to come in. I'm going to guess they're going to give him about a five-year deal. Um, let me see. Five-year deal, $20 million signing bonus. And what did I have for him total? Let me see what I had for him total. I had for him, and I used uh, – over the caps tool, by the way, which is really fantastic. I came up with a um, $78.325 million deal, which pays out AP, an APY of 19.58 per year. Uh, $42 million fully guaranteed. Actually, a little over $42 million, uh, fully guaranteed. So it's, a- it's actually a four-year deal. And my thinking here, giving Leonard Williams a four-year deal, is that you want to dangle a carrot in front of a player and say to him, look, you know, by the time this contract is over, you'll be around 30, 31, depending on when his birthday falls, and you'll be able to go and get another contract if you're still at the top of your game. And that seems to be a big, you know, ploy or or tactic that a lot of teams use in trying to get um, these young guys when they're they're in the prime of their career. So I went with a four-year deal, and again, you'll see the breakdown 
on Giants Country. I used over the caps uh, contract construction tool. So you'll be able to see the cash flows, the additional details, and the transaction as to when they can get out of the deal. It's actually from the way I worked it out, it, it comes out to a two year deal. If the Giants want to get out of it after two year two years, they can. You know, ideally, it's a three-year deal, though. I mean, that's when they, they can really save a lot of money. So um, you you can check that out around noontime Eastern on Giants Country. That'll be up on Wednesday, just putting the finishing touches on that. And when we come back, I'm going to talk about Dalvin Tomlinson and what I'm thinking in terms of a mock contract for him and how the Giants could potentially fit Dalvin Tomlinson and Leonard Williams under the cap. So stay with us. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. Bet online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your sportsbook expert. Hey, Giant fans, this is Patricia Traina, host of the Locked on Giants podcast. If you're looking for a way to keep Giants football in the forefront, during this offseason, pick up a copy of my new book, The Big 50 New York Giants, The Men and Moments That Made the New York Giants. This 350-plus page book takes a deep dive into the rich history of the Giants franchise, covering every era with stories, photos, and more that take you behind the headlines. The Big 50 New York Giants is available on Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, TriumphBooks.com, and wherever books are sold. Pick up your copy today, and thank you to everyone for your support. Welcome back, Giant fans, to Locked On Giants Segment 2, and we're covering everything you need to know about the Giants here on the Locked On Giants podcast, but what about the rest of sports? Now, the Locked On Podcast Network has you covered there as well with Locked On Today. It's hosted by the great Peter Bukowski, and it's all the sports news you need, every morning in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so today's kind of a, a grab bag type of show, just talking about some timely yet random topics. And uh, we spoke a little bit about Leonard Williams and, and uh, the, the franchise tag in the last segment. Now I want to turn the attention to Dalvin Tomlinson. And, you know, uh, disclaimer here, when 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 this all got started, and when I say this, I mean, you know, the, the, pre, the uh, off season, before I had done any type of cap work, just off the top of my head, I said, okay, look, there is no way the Giants are going to be able to afford Dalvin Tomlinson and Leonard Williams. It's just not going to happen. And, you know, that's a lesson to me to first do your homework, you know, look at the numbers, look at the scenario, Play around with some of the, the, you know, the mechanisms that are in place before you, you come right out and you say it definitely cannot happen. Now, I'm not saying that it's going to happen. Um, I do think, though, there is a chance it could happen, and I will explain why. So there's, there's a couple things that need to fall into place here. 
The first thing, obviously, is the Giants would have to get Leonard Williams signed, preferably before the start of the legal tampering period. Because if they have to put the franchise tag on him and they can't get a deal done quickly, the longer that that wait goes, the less likely they're going to get Dalvin Tomlinson back. Because you just know another team is going to be ready to back up the Brinks truck for Dalvin Tomlinson. And look, you know, he could talk about being loyal. He could talk about wanting to be a giant, how he likes what they're building here. You only get one opportunity to really strike it rich in the NFL. And if you don't take advantage of it, then I'm sorry that, that you're a fool. I mean, that's just the way it is. So the longer the Giants take to get Leonard Williams done, the less likely they will get back Dalvin Tomlinson. So now, what happens if, say, before the start of free agency, the Giants do get Leonard Williams done? All right, so once that contract is done, the key there, again, is to get Leonard Williams' first number in under $10 million per year for the cap. Or I should say $10 million for this year. I'm talking cap figure. I'm not talking cash figure. There's a difference between cap figure, which is what, you know, hits the top 51, and then there's the cash payout. So if, let's say, for example, Leonard Williams gets $20 million signing bonus and a $1 million base salary, he's going to get $21 million cash, but he's not going to count for $21 million against the cap. He's only going to count for, um, if it's a four-year deal, he'll only count for $6 million. So there's a difference there between cap and cash. So the Giants can do that. I have uh, Dalvin Tomlinson coming in between 10 and 12 million a year APY. And APY stands for uh, um, average per year. And I was able, in, in, in the scenario that I'm going to put out on Giants Country, I was able to actually get his number down under 10 million a year as well. Now, you're probably saying, okay, well, what about years two and three? Well, I also have a, a, right now at any rate, I have a voidable year in Tomlinson's deal, but, you know, I'll get to that, you know, a little later on. But, um, yes, the cap numbers will go up in, in 2022. Um, presumably so will the salary cap because, you know, there is optimism that, you know, with the new TV deals, that's going to help that, you know, the return of some fans, even if it's just in limited capacity, that's going to help. So there is optimism of the cap coming back up after this year. And in the meantime, you know, the Giants, you know, you've got to look ahead here. So you've got to say, okay, after this year, if Saquon Barkley has a, has a, uh, a solid year, he's going to be eligible to redo his rookie deal. Daniel Jones is going to be eligible to do his rookie deal. And so is Dexter Lawrence. So you say to yourself, okay, we can, we can only, you know, we have to, to, to kind of prioritize stuff there. So what do they do? You know, I, I think what they will probably end up doing, let Dexter Lawrence play out the rookie contract. Daniel Jones will probably be the guy they go to extend first. That would be my guess. Although, if I were the Giants, I would wait on Daniel Jones, to be honest with you, because you look at what happened with Jared Goff and you look at what happened with Carson Wentz. 
don't rush to it. I mean, you've got the it, worst case scenario. You have them play out the four years and then you exercise this option year. All right. And then maybe you look to it, but don't, don't rush based on one year's performance. And they are expecting him, by the way, to have a really big year this year, you know, assuming that they can add the talent that he needs around him, you know, and as for Saquon Barkley, again, I would not be in a rush to get him signed to a big deal. And I don't even know that I would sign him to a big deal, to be honest with you. I mean, running backs, um, we saw what the Giants were able to do last year without him. And do you really want to sink a lot of money into that position? I don't know that they need to. But again, let me see how Saquon Barkley looks, not just after, you know, 2021, but let me see how he looks into 2022. And then I worry about whether or not I'm going to re-sign him and whether or not I'm going to make him the highest paid running back in the game, which, by the way, I, I probably wouldn't. It would have to be he, it would take something extraordinary for me to, to change my mind on that. The more and more I kind of watch how this plays out. So really the key, just to summarize how the Giants could potentially uh, sign Leonard Williams and Dalvin Tomlinson, it's going to come down to timing. And it all hinges on Williams and how quickly they could get that deal done. You know, I think the Giants... W- you know, let, let me clear something here. Uh, the Giants are going to have the money to get it done. You know, anybody who, who, who says, oh, the Giants are cap strapped or they don't have the money. No, I, I went through a number of scenarios and there are, I, I created tiers in which, you know, these are the moves the Giants will definitely make. These were, are the, then there's tier two. These are the moves that they probably will make. And that, you know, in that tier, there's, restructures and there's, you know, um, extensions. And then there's a tier three emergency, uh, level where, you know, we really don't want to touch the money now, but if we have to, we will. So there's different tiers. And again, I'll, I'll outline all that at some point. I don't have it in the article that's going up tomorrow, but I did touch upon some of it. You know, I think I covered the first two tiers. So the giants are going to have money to get this done. What they need to be careful, though, is you cannot go crazy with restructuring contracts. You have to be very judicious when you do that. Because as you all know, whenever you restructure a contract, you're basically moving money around. You're kicking the can down the road. And at some point, you're if you want to get out of that contract, you don't want to have a situation where you have a lot of dead money. Because that's how you ruin your cap. And I don't think the Giants will get to that point, but it's just something to keep in mind when we talk about extensions, when we talk about restructures. I know some of you asked me and said, hey, you know, why don't they restructure Kevin Zeitler or why don't they restructure this player, you know, Evan Ingram or whatever. You got to be careful. You know, is Kevin Zeitler going to be in the team's plans for the long term? Maybe he plays this year and maybe you get one more year out of him. But do you really want to extend them three, four years and then have to deal with a, a chunk of dead money? Doesn't make sense. You know, so, so you, you really have to t- take a look at that aspect of it before you say, okay, we're definitely going to do this or we're going to do that. So, all right, Giant fans, you are listening to Locked on Giants with Patricia Trainer. We are on a grab bag Wednesday when we come back. We have, um, a leftover Twitter Tuesday question. It came in um, late after I had recorded the show. Actually, I think it came in 
on Wednesday. So I want to get that answered and then we will call it a day. So stay with us. Have you tried the all new and improved Built Bar? If not, you're missing out on one of the industry's healthiest and tastiest snack treats that's loaded with protein and low on sugar. With 18 different flavors, including nut and non-nut variety, you'll enjoy healthy snacks covered in 100% chocolate that's soft and easy to chew and, most importantly, great for the health conscious. Built Bars are great for folks on the keto diet and include protein and fiber nutrients you need without the exorbitant calories. And use the code LOCKEDON at checkout to save $10 off your next purchase. Visit BuiltBar.com to check out their amazing offering of flavors and put your customized box together. And don't forget, use the code LOCKEDON at checkout to save $10 off your order. That's BuiltBar.com. Welcome back, Giant fans, to segment three of Locked On Giants, and we are on a grab bag Wednesday. Don't forget, tomorrow we're going to do Throwback Thursday. On Friday, we have an all-new edition of Fan Appreciation Friday, and uh, we have another one of our listeners going to be on the program with me, and we had a really good time. Uh, we recorded the show last week, and uh, looking forward to that, and... Um, so, so that'll wrap up the rest of the week. And of course, along the way, if we have any giant news, any cuts or anything like that, we will preempt the programs as necessary to talk about that so that you have all the latest on the New York Giants. And Wednesday's Unlocked on NFL takes a dive into the future of your favorite NFL franchises. Tony Wiggins and James Rapine are joined every week by a Locked on draft expert to talk prospects in the upcoming draft and young NFL players fresh in the league. Did your team make a recent salary cap related cut? Did they make a trade? Do they have a premier draft pick in the 2021 draft? Get everything you need to know Wednesdays on Locked on NFL. Subscribe to Locked on NFL wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Giant fans, I promised uh, one last Twitter t- uh, Tuesday question, which I'm getting in here on a Wednesday show. And, um, you know, I do try to answer all your questions. So I felt bad. I don't want to let this one sit until next week. And uh, this one comes from at GBB4Life13, who asks, how likely do you think it is that Gettleman will trade back from number 11? Um, and then he, actually, there's two questions in here. So let me ask, answer the one at a time. It depends. Um, if the top four receiving options, and I include, of course, the tight end Kyle Pitts, are gone, I could see the Giants looking to trade backwards with some team that may be... Wants to come up for a quarterback or, you know, or who has one of the pass rushers ranked a little higher than the Giants. I mean, look, here's the thing with what you need to know about the Giants and Dave Gettleman. Ideally for him, the more draft picks he has to work with, the better. Now, sometimes that can't be helped. And he mentioned that, um, you know, he... He doesn't like to trade away draft picks unless, you know, he needs to. He only has six picks this year. He's not getting any comp picks. That's not a lot of picks, if you think about it, to do what you need to do. 
So he's got to really knock this one out of the park. And I happen to believe that, you know, if he had an extra pick or two, he might feel better about, you know, what he might be able to do because he could then move around if he needed to. So if there is a year to trade down, this would be it. You know, especially, like I said, if if the three receivers and the tight end are not there, if I'm Dave Gettleman, I look to do it. You know, I, t- I take what I can get for, you know, get an extra first round pick or something like that, if need be, or whatever. Even if I get picks for next year, I do it. And I don't think twice about it. Okay. The other question that was part of your, your tweet, do you have any insight on why Hernandez's snaps trickled down after returning from the COVID list. The only things I can think of is maybe Hernandez just wasn't right physically after dealing with COVID. Um, You know, it does affect different, different people in different ways. So maybe his stamina just wasn't there. Um, But with that said, you go and you look at how he was getting rotational snaps and then he didn't get any in the last game of the season. So that, to me, would suggest that maybe the coaching staff was, um, maybe they thought that Shane Lemieux was a little bit better of a fit for what it was they were trying to do. That's what that would suggest to me. And I have no proof of that. This is just my theory. Um, I do think that come that uh, this year, we will um, we will see a competition between Will Hernandez and and Shane Lemieux, assuming both are on the roster. Um, and it's and look, it's it's a big year for Will Hernandez. You know, he he started out with so much promise and just slipped backwards each of the last couple of years. So uh, you know. We'll see what he delivers, but you know, you look at what this offense likes to do, and and, and the blocking schemes that I, I think Jason Garrett likes to run, and you just wonder if maybe Will Hernandez isn't versatile enough to do some of the mobility stuff. Like Will's at his best, I think, when he operates in space uh, in, in a phone booth. Um, put him on a run, or have him operate in space, and you know, you, you get a mixed bag. Whereas Lemieux is a little bit better, a little bit more athletic in that regard. But, you know, Hernandez is also a better pass blocker than Lemieux. So um, let's see how that plays out. You know, now once once they get their, their offensive line coach in, it's supposed to be the, hopefully it'll be the same guy throughout. And uh, we'll see how that plays out. But yeah, it's it's... It was a weird uh, scenario. It was definitely something was up there. And, you know, I think COVID definitely was part of it. But we will see if there's if there's more to that. So, all right, Giant fans, that'll do it for this edition of Locked on Giants. Thank you so much for tuning in. Make sure you tune in tomorrow when we have another Throwback Thursday edition. I'm not going to tell you what the topic is. You'll just have to tune in. And uh, hopefully it'll be one that you enjoy. So until tomorrow, this is Patricia Trena. Have a great one.